Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, welcome back to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We're talking with Dave Traubert. He's the CEO of the Kansas Policy Institute. He also wrote the book, What Was Really the Matter with the Kansas Tax Plan? The Undoing of a Good Idea. So, Dave, how's Kansas doing these days? How's our neighbor? You guys doing okay uh, economically, tax-wise? Give us an update on the state. No, we're not doing all that well. Uh, In in fact, it's worse. Uh, The when after in 2017, uh, when the the legislature finally said enough, we're not going to be able to convince people to balance the budget the right way. They they imposed the largest tax increase in state history, and quite predictably. Things have gotten worse. We keep falling farther and farther behind. You know, we have not that, you know, it's, it was interesting back in the Brownback days if uh, the job numbers would come out and, and didn't look good. It was front page headline, see that crazy tax plan doesn't work. Kansas lost private sector jobs in the first half of 2023. And you know what the headline said? <laughs> Golly gee, that governor's doing a great job. <laughs> they will not tell the truth. You know, it's if you're going to do your job as a journalist, if it's news when jobs are, if the situation is bad, it doesn't matter whether a Republican or a Democrat or a conservative or an independent are in office. It's the numbers. You report yeah. the numbers. Right. Uh, Things have gotten worse. You know, we have uh, every year we have net negative domestic migration. Hmm. Uh, People are being taxed out of their homes. I've been to public hearings at the state, at cities and counties where people come in. uh, I mean, the the typical little lady, wonderful person, sometimes in tears, begging people, don't raise my tax. Hmm. They do it anyway because they can, and it just makes matters worse. People are leaving Kansas because, I mean, we always had, there was a time when we used to say in Kansas, well, at least we aren't Nebraska. We can't say that anymore Hmm. because Nebraska cut taxes. We're the tent pole. We're, We're the, I mean, we're like the third or fourth worst state for taxes on retirees, according to Kiplinger. Uh, We have the ninth highest combined uh, state and local sales tax rate, by far the highest corporate and personal uh, marginal tax rates in the region. Um, And and it's it's getting worse. So naturally, we want to keep doing more of the same (laughs) and and expecting to disprove Einstein. You do have Republicans in control of the Senate and the House. Uh, You have a Democrat governor, right? Uh, Does the does the mixed government work, at least in preventing it from getting a whole lot worse like Colorado? Or are the Republicans in Kansas just not able to really drive a tax-cutting, spending-cutting agenda because of the media pressure on the Brownback plan? Well, well, I, uh, we don't like labels because labels can be very deceiving. Um, I mean, it used to be Democrats were 
all in lockstep. Now look what's happened there. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, at least three or four different flavors of Democrat. And the same thing has always been true of Republicans. Uh, Yeah, we have a a bare two-thirds majority of people who got elected as Republicans. But now, if you look forget the label and look at what is your focus, are you taxpayer-focused or are you government-focused? Are you student-focused? Or are you system focused? Hmm. That's where the numbers fall apart. So, yeah, yeah, we have two thirds who technically override a governor's veto. But on any given day, you might be lucky to get a little more than half of people vote that way. So we do a uh, we track legislators uh, votes in our, our annual freedom index. And it, it's gotten better. I mean, sunshine helps. Uh, in, in showing that there's a difference between how people, what they say and what they do. Uh, you know, there's parts of Kansas and probably parts of Colorado, too, where you might not be able to get elected with a D behind your name. So you put a different letter behind your name, and then you go off to the state house and do whatever you want. And, you know, there's not much coverage of small-town uh, votes that happen at the state capitol. So a lot of people get away with saying, I'm conservative, and I'm voting against tax increases, and I'm voting against improving student achievement. But I'll call myself conservative, so the labels really don't matter. Hmm. That's a that is a challenge. That is a because you would you would hope that conservatives and Republicans would would push this, especially in this economy. I mean, I Dave, I just about everybody I know in the state of Colorado has two jobs right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a report come out that showed that just to live the way you wanted to live two years ago, just to live that way, you now have to have 15,000 more dollars coming in than you did two years ago. And Mm -hmm. so people are coaching on the weekends. They're driving Uber Eats. They're doing all that stuff. And uh, obviously the left has no vision to get us out of this. And it's it's only going to continue to get worse. And you see that in states like California, um, and definitely now California's little brother, Colorado. And to not have conservatives that are going to push that agenda for the health of families and and their own economic success, that's disheartening um, to hear that. Yeah, you, you have to, you know, if and it, this isn't a, a liberal or conservative uh, viewpoint. It is, what are we doing Are we making this situation better or worse for taxpayers? You mentioned student debt in the previous segment. Well, one of the biggest reasons we have so much student debt is because we keep giving more money to universities, and they know that, hey, we can raise our prices, Mm -hmm. and there's these loan programs. Kids can borrow the money. It's it's how they make – we asked – one time I asked the – we did a study on – comparing tuition and inflation in Kansas. And we asked the uh, president of the regents at the time, not the current guy, uh, why, did, why did your tuition go up so much faster than inflation? And they said, he said, I couldn't, I'd still scratch my head. He said, well, we had to, to be competitive. Hmm. Like, what do you mean you had to be competitive? Well, other states were charging a lot more. So what he was really saying is we could get away with raising our prices and still be under our neighbors. We deliberately made it more expensive because we could. And then when you – so it's 
you know, you, you, so you look at, you want to do something about student debt. One of the things we did in Kansas was pass a law that that's, uh, every student goes to university now to register. They have to get a prospectus. Okay, you sign up. You want to get this degree. It's going to probably take you this many years and this many tuition dollars to get your degree, and then this is the income you can expect to earn. Now, let's look at your ability to repay that student debt. You decide, at least up front, you know going in that you're taking on that obligation. You can, you, If you look at what are we trying to accomplish and who are we trying to help, I hate it when people say, well, tax cuts would be bad for the state. Our job isn't to focus on the state, <laughs> which often means the government. It's the people. And why do we need to take a dollar more from anyone than is necessary to provide a good quality service. I hope that message resonates, especially in this climate right now. I really do. Uh, the The West, you know, Colorado, the Western regional states, we've we in the midst of a lot of lunacy on social issues. Right. We've, we basically decriminalized all drugs in Colorado. Um, you can come here and have any abortion you want at any point. But they're the kind of libertarian nature when it comes to tax policy of wanting the government to stay out still is still pretty strong in the West. And I, and I hope that that message that you just conveyed, Dave Trobert, CEO of Kansas Policy Institute, uh, that we should not be spending any more than what's absolutely necessary because you're taking it away from the people in order to do it is a message that can connect and help put push through better tax policies in the West. Dave, I really appreciate you being on the show. How can people learn more about the Kansas Policy Institute? KansasPolicy.org. Um, we also operate a couple of subsidiaries. Uh, we have a media outlet called The Sentinel. Uh, we have a litigation division. It's really fun. Uh, our attorneys sue government on behalf of people whose rights have been vi- violated. That's Fantastic. Kansas Justice Institute. And we just opened another one called the Kansas School Board Resource Center. Uh, that's ksbrc.org, where we are an alternative to the taxpayer-funded state school board association. We provide there all the same things, the training and the model policy and, and guidance, with two differences. One, it's student-focused, not system-focused. And two, we don't charge for our services. Part of my job is go raise the money so that we can make these services available to people without having to take money out of the classroom to pay dues to us for providing the information. So there's a lot of different ways, and uh, we hope that you have a great organization there in Denver, uh, the Independence Institute, and, uh, you know, we do a lot of the same things they do. So uh, we encourage people to look into kansaspolicy.org. These state-based think tanks, friends, are very important to get quality policy ideas and beliefs introduced into the public conversation. Otherwise, it's just purely special interest-driven, and you see what happens when our government goes that way. Dave, thanks again, friends. You've been listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. It's been an honor to be with you. You can follow us at FrontierFreedomRadio.com. But until next time, God bless you, and yeehaw.